Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, Walsh scholar Claire Clabby explains what leads to success or failure when using sealer only at dry off based on research trials carried out on Irish dairy farms. And I first asked Claire for an overview of selective dry cow therapy. On the majority of herds in Ireland, blanket dry cow therapy is used. So this involves treating every cow in the herd with an antibiotic dry cow tube, with or without a, a teat seal. So what this does, it treats any infection that the cow might have, and it prevents any infection from occurring over the dry period. So this has been a very successful method, which is why it's used on a majority of herds and has been used for years. So, however, one of the drawbacks of this is we're using antibiotics as a preventative measure. And using antibiotics to prevent a disease from happening, happening is one of the major contributors to antimicrobial resistance. So I'm sure we've all heard of antimicrobial resistance by now in the news and such. So this is where your antibiotic is no longer effective in killing the bacteria that's causing your a disease or infection. So basically you're left with, with no cure. So this is concerning from an animal and a human health point of view, um, and which is why we have legislation coming in in January 2022 to cut back on our antibiotic use. And with that date in mind, Claire, you would have carried out some research looking at the idea of blanket versus selective. Give us some more insight into that research that you would have carried out. So selective dry cow therapy is where we just treat the cows that have an infection or that have a problem with an antibiotic dry cow tube with or without a tsetse, whatever is used on the herd, and the remaining cows, your healthy cows, are dried off with um, just an internal tsetse on its own. So we're not using antibiotics to prevent an infection from occurring. From, from occurring. Um, so what we have done, so this was um, trial work we carried out in 2018 and 2019, and this was with um, Kerry Business uh, in conjunction with them. So we had five five spring calving dairy herds um, and they all had a bull tank cell count of less than 200,000 for that year, so for 2018. Um, and we took their milk recordings, um, so they had a minimum four milk recordings carried out. On average there were six milk recordings carried out across five herds and um, so using those milk recordings we selected cows that were less than 200,000 all year. So they never once went over 200,000. They were always under 200,000. And we split those cows um, into two groups. So, so they're equal groups um, in terms of breed and lactation and when they were expected to calve. And so we dried them off. Um, the first group just with an internal teat seal on its own. And the second group were dried off with an antibiotic dry cow tube and an internal teat seal. So all the cows were dried off by Chagas personnel. So all this, the dry off technique was the same across the five herds. Um, and the day we dried off those cows, we took a, an individual sample from each quarter um, of each cow. So every cow had four milk samples taken from her. And we brought those back to the lab and tested them for what bacteria was present. So the farmers then managed them, however, they'd normally manage them across the dry period. Um, so they were all housed on indoor cubicles and, and limed. 
And we followed those cows then in 2019 using the farm's milk recordings. And we took um, more uh, individual quarter samples. So they were taken um, the first week to 10 days after the cow had calved. And we took a second sample then in the mid lactation around 100 days in milk. Um, <clears throat> so the results then, so looking across the five farms, the cows that were dried off with teat seal had a higher cell count and had a higher risk of an infected quarter compared to their comrades that were dried off with the antibiotic and the teat seal. So that was across the five herds, but when we looked into the, the five herds individually, so there was different kind of success stories. So one herd, it was very successful. And then kind of the polar opposite to that, then uh, we had another herd where we can just say the teeth seal failed, like it wasn't a, a success. So just to talk you through those individual herds, so where the teeth seal was a success, a success, um, so the teat seal cows in, in 2018, before they were dried off, had an average cell count of 36,000. And in, in 2019, following the, the being dried off with uh, teat seal, they had an average cell count of 60,000. So that, that was not a six, no significant increase in um, the cell count between those two years. So quite happy with that. They're still quite low cell count cows in that herd. So and then in contrast to that, uh, on the second herd I mentioned there where the teat seal was a failure. So in 2018, before they were dried off with teat seal, the cows in that herd had uh, an average cell count of 47,000. So they were quite low cell count cows in that herd. And then in 2019, after being dried off with the teat seal, their average cell count went up to 220,000. So that was a significant jump in their cell count. Um, so these were low cell count cows that have now become problem cows in the herd, which, you know, is is not what you want to see. Is the reasons for that clear? Can you explain that jump in cell count? We were actually quite surprised with that result because, um, you know, on paper, starting off, them five herds were were quite similar. There didn't seem to be any difference with them. Um, and to be standing on the ground in the sheds, walking through the cows, there was there was no difference. Like everything was perfect. There was um, sheds were spotless. You know, there was limes on cubicles um, and all the rest. So we were kind of a bit puzzled at the start, and then we looked at our our bull tank um, cell count. So the herd where it worked well in um, their bull tank for that year before they were dried off um, was was steady and was actually declining from mid lactation um, down to dry off which which is uh, rare wouldn't be common on too many farms but um, so their average bull tank in October November drying off was around um, 100,000 or 110,000 compared to the farm where it didn't work on um, his bull tank in mid lactation in 2018 uh, was started to rise from around July on. It was it was slowly increasing. And his while his bull tank never went over 200,000, when it came to drying off, he was up on 190,000. So he was almost at 200,000. So that's why we think that the, the herd effect is, is kind of more of a contributor to whether it's going to be a success or not. For example, like a cow with a cell count of 100,000, in, in herd A, um, 
is she going to have a higher or lower success compared to being in her B where maybe there's a higher prevalence of infection or higher risk of infection. So to look back at these two herds that you compare, the herd that has high success versus the herd that, um, you know, saw a dramatic uh, rise in cell count. For the herd that, um, you know, was successful, the cell count declined from mid-lactation. And you you, you explain that is an unusual um, occurrence. Um, you would expect, you know, presumably you expect it to hold steady or rise. In a normal situation, that steady cell count or a rise in cell count, is that a result of the natural decline in milk yield into later lactation? Ideally, you would want to see your, your cell count staying as steady as steady as possible um, coming into the end of the year. Now, you, you will have um, a slight increase with, with declining yields, but it shouldn't be shouldn't be going majorly high like that's a, a, a big increase in cell count is an indication that there, there's subclinical mastitis spreading between the cows um, rather than a reduction in yield so the reduction on yield has a has a very little influence on on an increase in in the cell count to the herd clear that um you know saw the the significant jump in cell count you know that herd met your criteria on day one but as you reflect on it there were I guess a few red flags that would have you know that have led to you know the the rise in cell count if you were looking back now what would you have done differently to identify these problems what we're looking at now is, is the herd effect so we've we're doing a in well in the middle of finishing up a, a trial we started last winter and we're trying to answer that question. What, what is the herd effect um, when it comes to the success of using teat seal on its own? Um, so what we did was we had, this was again with, with Kerry Agribusiness. So we've 21 herds um, that have been using selective dry cow therapy themselves the last two or three years. And what we did was we went out in winter 2020, so kind of this time last year, and we sampled every cow in the herd just to get an idea of what the bacteria level was within the herds. Um, And the farmers then went and used their own selection criteria for what cows got teat seal and what cows didn't, and they dried off the cows themselves. And basically what we're doing is just following the cows um, then for this year, the following year. So this is 2021 and just kind of comparing the herds and seeing what selection threshold worked better and um, where herds had a higher level of infection or lower level of infection, you know, what worked worked best. So as I said, we 21 herds. So... um, Within the herds, about 20%, up to 80% of the herds, or of the cows in that herd were, were dried off with um, teat seal only. So as I mentioned, it was up to the discretion of the farmer what, what cows got teat seal and how much teat seal was used. So um, I suppose just some preliminary results that we do have that I can kind of talk through was, um, so there, the last cell count, um, the cows that were administered teat seal at drying off, so on average, their cell count was 45,000, um, which ranged from 29 to 75,000. So low cell count cows in the herd. 
and that's a milk recording was taken on average 30 days before that cow was was dried off and then for the following lactation um so the first milk recording in 2021 those seal cows had a, an average um cell count of 130,000, and that was um taken up to 30 days in milk on average um so we don't have any more results on that yet at the minute we're just waiting for the the final few milk recordings to to come into us um, before we, we do a full lactation analysis on it. So Claire, you mentioned, you know, there were five spring calving herds that you and other Chagas personnel uh, dried off, um, you know, as part of the selective dry cow examination. Being across a number of different farmyards at that time of year, what were the most important practices as you see them for successful dry off in order to achieve little or no infection in the subsequent lactation? So first of all, you'd want to a few days before you go to dry off your cows. So identify what cows are getting what treatment. So what cows are su- suitable for teat seal if they're getting it or what cows need an antibiotic. Um, and organize some help beforehand, uh, an extra pair of hands, especially using teat seal to hold cows or just just to have the help there is very, um, very beneficial to have. Um, as well as that, have your treat, your tubes got, your your internal teat seals. Um, some of them quite, can be quite difficult to, to squeeze up. You know, it can be hard on your hands, some people find. Um, so, um, there is kind of uh, some people would put them in warm buckets of water to kind of soften them up to make them easier to to put up into the quarter. So, so that isn't recommended. There's an awful lot of risk to actually introduce um, bacteria to, to those tubes if you put them in a bucket of warm water. Um, so if you do want to soften the tubes to make them easier to to administer, um, you can bring them inside, bring them into the kitchen and leave them beside the radiator the night before. And, and that does soften them a little bit and you're not risking contaminating your, your tubes. Um, so that'll be uh, top tip number one. Um, so yeah, have your help organized and um, make up your cotton swabs yourself. It, we've that's what we did now and they're quite easy to use um you can make up as much as you want and they're very good for keeping yourself clean keeping hands clean and um just keeping the hygiene as as clean as possible um so to make up those cotton swabs it's just ordinary cotton wool you can tear them up into squares the size of your hand and um soak them in methylated spirits and you can you can do that uh, beforehand just make sure you keep them sealed so the methylated spirits doesn't evaporate. So then when it comes to the, the day of drying off, you, you draft out your cows that you, you want to dry off. Make sure you don't have a million jobs on that day, that there's there's no big panic on, that you have lots of time to, to um, be attentive and, and you're not rushing through the cows. That the attention you, you give to the first cow is the same, same level of inten- attention you're giving to, to your last cow um so that you're not getting sloppy kind of as you go through so yeah having helped then to hold your cows um keeping yourself uh and the parlor as clean as possible so use those cotton swabs to to clean down your your gloves and and your sleeves uh between each cow um and make sure there's 
that teats and, and the cows are dry, that they're not all wet. So the more moisture there is around the place, the more risk of, an, of infection and bacteria flying around the place as well. Um, so hygiene and, and is really key on, on the day of drying off and having help then to hold cows, especially teat seal cows. So um, if you're just teat sealing a cow, the, the most critical point is when you're administering that tube that you're not actually adding infection or, or adding dirt up into a clean quarter and that you're sealing that, sealing it up there inside for the dry period. It was great to get some insight into the research, Claire, in relation to the trials that have been carried out in, in terms of selective dry cow therapy, which will give farmers confidence in terms of their decision making. I think that farmers need to be really, really prudent in terms of the decisions they make and the cows they select for for selective dry cow therapy, particularly in what you're saying. So some farmers, they look the same on paper and you know, invariably one of these farms ended up with a much higher cell count after dry off, which is something that is not desirable. And it is a risk as we move closer and closer to having to use selective dry cow therapy as a mandatory practice. Um, We have talked in the past to Don Crowley and and other farmers who are um, using selective dry cow, but it gives great confidence um, hearing your research today and also your top tips as to what is best practice in drying off cows. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Emma-Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Claire Clabby for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.